welcome to our weekly three-minute therapy podcast. I'm Dr. Michael Edelstein. I'm a clinical psychologist, and I'm here with Mick Berry, my co-author. Hi. And we, hi, Mick. And we discuss uh, topics, subjects related to rational emotive behavior therapy, which was devised by Albert Ellis, and that he formed or started a revolution in psychotherapy, which moved the whole psychotherapy trend from more Freudian psychoanalytic type approaches to the current cognitive behavior therapy. So you've probably heard of CBT, cognitive behavior therapy, and you can credit Albert Ellis to that and to its popularity also. Yeah, I wanted to say, Michael, that yeah. people often associate Aaron Beck with cognitive therapy. And I think Aaron Beck once said he was the father of cognitive therapy. And I, somebody asked Albert Ellis about that. He said, I have no problem with that. I'm the grandfather of cognitive therapy. Yes, yes. Uh, yes, Aaron Beck is often given top billing uh, for some reasons we can discuss in a future podcast. I think it's because he doesn't have a nasal Bronx accent. Like Albert Ellis, he's a little easier to take vocally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, so Albert Ellis was my therapist for many years and dramatically helped me change my life. So I find him easy to take. But um, so today we're going to be uh, discussing Stoicism with uh, me, Michael, Mick, and also with Chris. Rossini, our tech engineer, holding it all together. We hope. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so far, it's worked. <laughs> so let's start with Stoicism. And the Stoicism has a number of aspects, but one is called the dichotomy of control. There are things in life we control and things in life we don't control. And it doesn't make any sense to concern ourselves with things we don't control and just uh, think about and try to deal with the things we control. Michael, wouldn't the serenity prayer fall into that category? Or at least that's another way of explaining what we can control and what we can't control. Or Anyway. Yes, and I believe we did a podcast. Uh, I did a podcast with uh, Tom Bateman on on that exact thing. So that's a good point. Now, so since we're going to improve on uh, stoicism, I would improve on the uh, dichotomy of control, and that is there are also things we don't control, but we influence. So we can influence another person. We influence our lives in many ways. Uh, so I think uh, the Stoics miss that part of it. They don't. They don't include influence. No, not that I've read. Not okay. Well, influence is a big, big. Uh, I think it's a very important factor because really. We can't control anybody else, but we can have a great deal of influence on other people. Exactly. To, to ignore that is missing one of the great joys of life. And that's, in fact, what we're doing here, right? We're 
attempting to influence other people. We don't, can't control anybody watching this, but we'd like to offer them very helpful influence. Yep, yep. And uh, if they use it, then they could help themselves. Right. Now, ultimately, people can only help themselves, but therapists or helpful people can offer great, helpful influence. Yes. One of the uh, best-known Stoics is Seneca, and he said... I've heard of him. He said, if a person doesn't know to which port they sail, no wind is favorable. And huh. I think that comports very well with REBT because we suggest that people start with their goals. What goals do you have in life? What would you like to achieve? And, uh, and then we go to preferences. We have a preference to achieve our goals. So um, if a person doesn't know to which port they sail, in other words, what their goals are, no wind is favorable, in other words, whatever they do is going to tend to be random. Uh, don't people usually know what their goals are, though, Michael? Is uh, How would somebody not know their goals? Uh, I think people, in a sense, sort of unconsciously know their goals. You're right about that. But I think that many people don't really think much about their goals. What are their goals? their long-term, middle-term, and short-term goals, and how are they going to achieve that? So I think being more aware, being more conscious, keeping it in the front of your mind is very important. You reminded me of something. May I mention it'll take about 10 seconds? Sure, sure. Yeah. I saw a video of a man who teaches at the Chicago Art Institute, and he was telling his students it's important to have goals if you that you want to achieve and to write your goals down. He said people are afraid of writing down goals. He said, I advocate writing down a 10-year goal. He said people are afraid of doing this. Don't be afraid of it. You can change your 10-year goals every 10 minutes if you want to. Just write them down. Yeah, I think that's a good suggestion. And every night, I write down my goals for the next day. So and, and that really helps me and it, it's helped many of my clients. Cool. Uh, one of the, another idea of stoicism is that reality is independent of our, of our ideas, which I agree, reality is reality, but then we interact with reality by setting goals and setting preferences and, and trying to get as close to reality as we can by working towards those goals. Yeah, yeah. I think that solipsism, the belief that everything is within your mind, is a silly way to think. Exactly, exactly. Very, at least very impractical. Yeah, and there is an objective reality. Uh, but I don't think we can know that 100%, but the closer we get to it, the better off we are. And that's what we teach our clients to get closer to uh, their ideas about reality. And when they have demands, must, should, supposed to, have tos, then that brings them very, very far from reality. In fact, those are fictions and they're not related, related to reality at all. Yeah, yeah. 
Okay. Are, you said they're fictions, right? Yes. I th thought you said they were afflictions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're afflictions and fictions. They're afflictions of fictions. <laughs> right, right. Uh, we don't have much more time now, Mick. Did you have any final things you wanted to add? Well, what may be useful for somebody if they're viewing this that they can take away and use in their own life to make things better for them? So we're offering a productive podcast. Are you asking me what they yeah. can use from this? Yeah. Well, I think what they can use from this is, again, starting with goals and then uh, deciding how you're going to achieve those goals and keep how you're going to do it as strong preferences, but not as demands, not as musts and shoulds. Right. And that's the trick, I think, of being human, because the stronger our preferences, the stronger our desires are, the more easily we turn them into demands. And a lot of people have this attitude, well, don't have any strong desires then, but my attitude is, what fun is that? Have strong desires and practice not demanding them, but have strong passions that you really, it makes life very exciting and just don't demand it, but it will take practice to not demand what you want a great deal. Yeah, excellent, well said. Um, so again, this is Dr. Michael Edelstein, clinical psychologist and author of Three Minute Therapy and co-author with my partner here, Mick Berry on Stage Fright. Chris Rossini has been our technical engineer. Comment below, give us a thumbs up if you liked what you heard here. Suggest subjects for the future. Volunteer to be on if you'd like to discuss a problem or a problem with a client. Mick and I will cure you and cure your client. Uh, no extra charge. And, and, and let, me, let me also say, contact us. At least I can get together with you and talk on the phone about this. And we can address any particular problem directly if anybody would like. Yes, feel free to contact us. Donate to Patreon to uh, help uh, fund these podcasts and subscribe to the 3-Minute Therapy Podcast to stay on the rational side of life.